Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Southern Extra Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nathan Dominus. With me, as always, is McLean Baxley. McLean, how are you doing tonight? Hanging in there, trying to stay warm. Okay, stay warm. As we're taping this, it's Tuesday night of game week. Georgia Southern hosting Appalachian State. If I'm, I need to pronounce that right. Appalachian State. We'll get it right. Uh, on At 6, 6 p.m. on Saturday at Paulson Stadium. And we have a very special guest. You might remember he came on earlier this season. Ethan Joyce from the Winston-Salem Journal. Ethan, welcome back to the show. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me again. Okay. Well, you were so great last time. We, we want you to come back. So um, <laughs> the, uh, the, game, the, <laughs> the game this season uh, was supposed to be originally, um, I believe, Wednesday, October 14th, nationally televised game, a Wednesday night, a short work week. Uh, very dis- different circumstances now being at the end of the, a long regular season. And uh, I'll ask McLean, and, but let me start with Ethan. What's the situation for the team compared to what, what, what they had going when they were supposed to play Georgia Southern? How, how are the Mountaineers looking going into this week in terms of personnel and, and the mindset? Well, you know, I think you're, you're kind of coming off of, a, of a, a disappointing result against, you know, both Coastal, who is really kind of taking the nation by storm at this point, um, have a really strong game against Troy and then follow that up with a, a loss to Louisiana. You know, in a year that's just kind of been crazy, um, a year that, you know, I feel for any first-year head coach trying to deal with it, and a year where, where the App State offense has really kind of had its issues as far as trying to move the ball downfield um, in the passing game. You know, they've always really prided themselves on their running attack and, and tried to take the big home run shots when they could. And that's just been few and far between this year, and it's really kind of taking its toll on the offense a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's still a hungry team, and I think ending with a with a rivalry game like this one is, is one that you can still keep people excited for. You know, App State's gotten used to playing for conference mm-hmm. championships and – you know, having that on the line as the season kind of came to a close. And without that this year, they're obviously a little disappointed. But, you know, ending it with Georgia Southern, I think, is a good way to do it, especially considering the, the way the last couple of years have gone. Yeah, I would think the um, App State is so used to playing in the conference championship game or winning the conference title outright. And if there wasn't one, a game before that, uh, so disappointment must be a, a big thing. But like you said, I, I agree that having a, a big time rival to play this week is probably just the right antidote for how they're feeling. McLean, uh, you see it the same way as far as uh, what, what this game means for both teams. Yeah. I mean, similarly to App State, even though Georgetown hasn't been in that conference title conversation the past couple of years, 
Um, you know, it seems like this game is kind of been, you know, Georgia State in the Super Bowl has been their conference championship, you know, the past two years being able to, you know, defeat uh, the Mountaineers, the ranked Mountaineers team first in 2018 in Statesboro and then last year up in Boone. So um, I think a lot of players, a lot of the coaches kind of feel like this is, um, you know, the, the best game every year of the regular season. Uh, and that even includes, you know, when they, when they go to Clemson or LSU um, or, you know, host, you know, Fort Atlantic or host, uh, you know, UMass. This is still their Super Bowl. This is the big game that the players, the coaches, the fans, everybody gets hyped for. So uh, I think it's nice, you know, Coach Lunsford talked about it on Monday about this kind of being the – he likes it that it's the last game of the season. You know, normally years, the last game of the season would have been Georgia State, um, you know, as they're with rivalry week with, you know, Auburn, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan. But now that, mm-hmm. you know, the way things have uh, transpired, it's nice to have it on the last Saturday night of the season. This is actually the first – uh, Saturday they've played this game since 2013, since they were both FCS. So uh, the first time in FBS history that Georgia Southern and Appalachian State are playing on a Saturday. If I'm a, if I'm a, a, a college football player, which is a big if, but if I'm a college football player and I've played, I've been going since August and I've been playing these games and Georgia Southern, for example, hasn't had a bye week in, in a while. Um, I'm pretty beat up. I'm, I'm pretty tired. Maybe I got finals week to, to worry about too, that kind of stuff. But then if I have an opponent like like App State and, and vice versa for App State and Georgia Southern, I would think that's kind of gives you that little extra boost, that motivation throughout the week uh, to get a it's a road trip for App State. So, you know, that's never a great time. But I think it all adds up to maybe giving them that little a bit of energy. Uh, and as Ethan mentioned, it's been a long season. It's been a very unusual season. Uh, Ethan, especially coming off of that wild uh, Friday night loss on on. TV on national TV last week. Did, did, did you, have you been able to see anything about the mood of the team where they've been able to refocus on Georgia Southern or are they kind of still living in uh, for a couple of days where they still living in um, the Louisiana game? Was that still on their minds? No, I think, I mean, they were clearly disappointed with the Louisiana game, but I think they've been pretty good about being able to kind of move on. And I think, I think every football program in America says, you know, we're trying to be one and oh this week or something something of that chord but um you know there's not really much that they can do about it and I think Sean Clark apps head coach even said it during his press conference on Monday you know the the issues that they're seeing are pretty black and white and I mean he's he's right you know the 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 way they have lost has been very similar in all of these games um you know the and if, if, you know, he's being that blunt about it, about it, I'm sure Georgia Southern's seen it on tape pretty, pretty squarely too. Um, you know, so I, I think, I think they've turned that page, but you know, it's, it's, this is a game that you get up for, for sure. And I think for, for App State, the football team, and even for the fan base, you know, I think they'd like to see them come out and look a little stronger here at the, the end of the season before maybe they potentially go to, to whatever bowl they're heading to. What has been the biggest um, difference on the field from App State of the past, you know, three teams that the past three years that have, that have won and competed for some belt championships? What's been the biggest on-field difference with, with this 2020 team? You know, I, I think really it does come down to not having the consistent threat to stretch the field in the passing game. And you can trace that to a few things. You can trace it to Corey Sutton opting out before the football season you can trace it to the fact that they've had some banged up guys this year and some younger guys have been asked to step up and you've seen flashes from some of those younger guys. They have a, 
they have a guy named Christian Wells, who is a redshirt freshman this year. Um, he's going to be a really good player at App State. Um, but like the, you know, being able to conform at a, perform at a consistent level the way Corey Sutton did, that's a pretty tall ask because, you know, Corey was a big target. He was really good on deep routes, but he also, you know, is a fabulous route runner, fabulous, like jump ball adjustment guy. Just, you know, was really good at positioning his body to come down with a catch. And that's just something that's really hard to replace. Um, so, you know, you, you take in, you take that into account. You take into account that Thomas Hennigan's been pretty banged up and he's just starting to look healthy again. Um, their starting tight end got hurt in the first game of the season and he's starting to look healthier again. Jalen Virgil, a guy that could be a deep threat with a lot of speed, has been hurt as well. So a lot of things have just kind of kept App a little restricted there. And, you know, you see it sometimes in the games where people really try to challenge them to – to throw the ball more and they stack the box. When you have a quarterback like Zach Thomas, who's such a known quantity, and and the uh, the success that uh, App State has had winning the conference championship year after year, um, is it our expectations so high that no matter what happens, uh, it's going to be looked at as a disappointing season because of the bar so high? Or does a win over Georgia Southern, if, they, if that's what happens, would that make it kind of all better in their in fans' minds and in in, in Mountaineer Nation's minds? Well, there's, you know, there's clearly disappointment, and I think, I think one of the issues is one of these days, App State was, gonna, was not going to win a conference championship. Like, that was just bound to happen. The cliff that they've been on has been pretty extreme. And I think, you know, one thing that, that I kind of take into account, you know, as a, as a reporter covering the, covering the team but also seeing the fan reaction is just that, you know, I think for a first-year coach, you're talking about a, a, a national pandemic that, we've never seen before um mm-hmm. you know you've got three losses to three good teams and you know it's still a very much a winning record and 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 so i and i think to circle back to your point beating georgia southern would be a big deal especially for these groups of seniors because not only have these games these last couple of years been really frustrating they've just had so many fluky different components um, you know, you go back to 2018, which, you know, I thought was you know, maybe the best team I'd ever seen at App State. Um, and, you know, you see Zach Thomas get knocked out of the game, and it just went into a cataclysmic snowball from there. Um, you know, just just one thing after another, and, and that game turned into just the blowout that it was. And then last year – You've got a an undefeated app team that's starting to starting to raise up in those national conversations, and mm-hmm. you get one of the most ridiculous weather games <laughs> that I think I've seen on the beat. Um, so you know, just there's been that combination of not not stepping up against Georgia Southern, and also just the fluky things that happen around those games. Mm-hmm. Um, this would be a big one to win, and it'd be a big one for Sean Clark too just because he's a first-year coach and it would be a, a, a great win to, to be the signature of the season um, for his first year that's, that's had some issues, but I think he's, he's done a really good job of navigating it all. Yeah, I think that those excellent points. When you mentioned how, the quality of opponent that they've lost to, uh, Marshall and uh, Coastal Carolina and uh, Louisiana, you know, ranked teams, all good teams, all, all and – I do want to ask both of you guys, when I mentioned Coastal Carolina, remember we're taping this on Tuesday night. The, uh, the college football rankings just came out, and 
you know, they're still on the outside, of course, based on where they've started uh, being a favorite to, to finish last in the East division to now being the, the face of the Sunbelt conference and the team that I guess in, in some sort of fantasy world, or maybe reality that they could break into the playoff. If, if a lot of things would happen, I guess maybe it's still impossible, but uh, talk about how, how good is coastal Carolina? I mean, there's no shame in losing to coastal Carolina this year. Right. So, so what, what did you guys, what was your take on uh, when Georgia Southern played coastal Carolina and um, back when the app state played coastal Carolina, could you tell that this team was for real, that this was going to be a week in week out top 15 kind of team? I think I was interested. I was really interested to see how App State would try to step up against that Coastal Carolina team. And, I mean, like, Coastal Carolina had flaws in that game. You know, they didn't necessarily play the prettiest game. And as far as it goes, you know, App State had a really good shot of of potentially beating them there. You know, it doesn't help when Zach Thomas throws three interceptions and, you know, you you just can't play football like that against a team that is, is like, really kind of making it staple – of winning ball games. I think it says a lot when a team can win a game like that. And so that's kind of what I took away from it. And then, you know, now you, you, you're talking about a team that scheduled a game against BYU on short notice and put so much pressure on the line of scrimmage, you know, like that's, that was one of the best games up front that I've ever seen. Um, You know, not, I mean, not, not just for coastal Carolina, but for a Sunbelt football team, you know, to, to, to do that to an opponent that you would probably assume to be superior, that was incredible. And I think that's, I think that's what's hard about, you know, the, the, Sun Belt, the Sun Belt having the success it's having this year and it's doing it without app, essentially. Um, right. You know, that's, that's a hard pill for the, for the fan base to swallow. But, you know, you mentioned them losing to, to three ranked teams. And, you know, App State had a ranking at one point earlier this season which seems like three years ago at this point. Um, (laughs) But, you know, like those were the expectations that App State had. And I think they're getting – the fan base is getting this double whammy of that should be us, and we lost these tight games to really good teams. You know, that's – Coastal's proven their merit, man. Like you get – you got to – it's got to have a little magic and you got to take care of your business. And they've done both of that. App State's three losses are to teams that have a total two losses. And one of those losses to the other team, you know, with, with Louisiana losing to, to Coastal. So, I mean, like you said, the, the standard at App State is where I feel like a lot of Georgia Southern fans feel like their standard should be in competing for conference championships, competing for undefeated seasons. And, and you know, when you walk on the field, people think you are the best team. Um, I think even now, App State, even with two or three losses, I mean, like you said, I, I mean, I went to that Coastal game, that Coastal Appalachian State game, thinking that, you know, App State's probably going to win this and, you know, kill the fun for everybody in the country. Um, as, as they do, but, uh, you know, they, they didn't. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's been impressive to see Coastal rise up. You know, Ethan, you've been covering the team for a while. What's a game that sticks out to you that, that you, you know, 20 years from now will be like your, not your, maybe your favorite game that you've covered um, Appalachian State? Not just Appalachian State, Georgia Southern, but Appalachian State in, in general. Oh, my Lord. Um, I know there's many to choose from the Idaho game was fun in 2017 um, because they came back from I think it was 20 points down or it might have been 23 but I feel like it was 20 um, that one was pretty fun and that was a big turning point for that team I mean the Penn State game for me 
um, is always going to be up there. That's probably my favorite. And, you know, they, they lost in that game, but it was just such a, it was such a crazy magical fourth quarter. Um, and, you know, like I'm sitting there on the brink of, you know, I'm thinking like, my God, I'm going to write the, I'm writing the story of my life right now. If they win this, if they win this football game. Um, because like, I'm not somebody that brings up Michigan ever because, you know, that's what, that's what TV broadcasts do. And, and, you know, that's the easy thing to talk about with App State. And I, I never do that because so much has happened since then. It's a different program, but, you know, that was, that was a, an anniversary date of that win. Um, and App State was almost beating Penn State. Like, that one was crazy. Um, that's probably my favorite. That was that was a blast, and like to feel to feel Happy Valley shaking like that was bananas. And they gave you know the fans gave App State a standing ovation as they left the field. That was that was a special special game to watch. Okay, I got to do a note to self: don't ask Ethan about the Michigan game. Okay, got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, that's one for us old timers. Uh, uh, McLean, <laughs> what was your what was your take on um, Georgia Southern Coastal Carolina? Uh, I'll share mine if you want to think some deep thoughts, but uh, it, you know, you, first off, you got to remember that um, that uh, Coast Carolina's hot young quarterback didn't even play in the game, and their backup, who had I think seven games of starting experience and competed for the starting job, uh, did a, a a better than average. Uh, he had a better than average game. Uh, Georgia Southern did not have a better than average game. Uh, Wesley Kennedy's punt return, you know, provided one of their scores and. Um, I think the game was tied going in the fourth quarter, but that fourth quarter was owned by Coastal Carolina. It was like one team had a lot more energy than the other team, and it was uh, pretty hot down on the field for both teams. So if I guess if you didn't have it that afternoon, uh, that early day, it was a noon kickoff, I believe. So it was one of those things where Georgia Southern just didn't have it in the fourth quarter. They didn't finish, and Coastal Carolina just kind of put it in, took it to another um, gear. And, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like like Ethan was saying, how some of these games feel like years ago. That game feels so long ago. I know it was like late in September, late, late September, early October, but I mean, it feels so long ago. But back then, in that time, you know, uh, Georgia Southern was a one-loss team. They still controlled their own destiny. If they beat Coastal and then you know won out in the Sun Belt, they still controlled right. the East. Um, but then, like you said, that fourth quarter, uh, Coastal went down. And uh, scored two quick touchdowns. You know, went up. You know, went up by fourteen, and by then it was over. And, and I think that and the scheduling for Georgia Southern this year hurt them. Eventually, I mean, at the end of the day, because you know they, they played the two best teams, two ranked teams in conference. You know, within two or three weeks of each other. So I mean, that hurt them. And so by by late September, early October, they were already out of the conference title uh, run. Right. Um, and you know, even if they had one out, I mean, obviously Coastal still undefeated. Um, and then, you know, App State, uh, you know, has a couple of losses, but I mean, they were out, they were out of the title race by, you know, mid October, which you never want to be in and fans are not, you know, not happy with that, obviously. But I mean, that was a game, you know, where I, you know, you know Coastal is good and they are this year's team. I mean, Cincinnati is also up there still, um, as of, you know, Tuesday night when I think Cincinnati is now eighth, um, in the college football playoff rankings. And, uh, you know, so it's them and, and Coastal for that New Year's Six bid. Um, but just wa- – I mean, I've watched probably two Cincinnati games. I've watched, you know, several Coastal games. And just eyeballing tests. You know, I'm a, I'm a 23-year-old, you know, college student who, who covers Georgia Southern. I, I think Coastal looks better and more of a complete team. And 
could they hang with you know Clemson or an Alabama or a Notre Dame? Probably not. But I don't think Cincinnati could either. Um, mm-hmm. And so if you if you had Cincinnati and Coastal play, I think Coastal would win. But I mean, all season, I mean, they just gotten better each week. And then you know, penultimately, you know, last week by hosting a team that was averaging you know thirty plus points, and they held them to seventeen um, all, on four days' notice. So that that game, by impressive. the way. That game was uh, at Coastal Carolina and Conway was October 24th. It does seem like a long time ago. It was coming. Georgia Southern was coming off that UMass game. They didn't get BYU, uh, obviously, for that in-between week uh, when they lost the original App State schedule. They got UMass on short notice, beat them 41-0, and then went up to Coastal, probably full of confidence and a lot healthier than they are right now, which is my way of transitioning to the state of the team's health. We've got a, a few more minutes here, so I wanted to give both of you guys a chance to talk about the, the the lineup that's going to be going into Saturday compared to what would have been going on had these teams played. I know that's kind of a hypothetical, but this is the reality is Georgia Southern's lineup for this Saturday's game, based on what we would project what will happen, based on the reports we've gotten from Coach Chad Lunsford and just how everything is kind of trending right now, it sounds like uh, or looks like Justin Thomas will, will start again on Saturday. Obviously, he's got a few games of experience, but um, you'd much rather have Shy Wirtz in there right now going up against App State, certainly. Uh, Shy Wirtz, uh, a healthy Shy Wirtz is, is um, I, you know, I don't even want to put percentages on it, but a healthy Shy Wirtz would be what they'd want this Saturday. But, uh, McClain, go ahead and talk about the, just the difference in Georgia Southern right now, just from a couple of weeks ago. They, they have a lot of missing pieces. Yeah, I mean, Shy Wirtz, obviously, when he's at his full strength, I think he is one of the top players in the Sun Belt, um, top quarterbacks in the Sun Belt. And, um, you know, the past two years, he's done fantastic against uh, App State, you know, career games and moments that, you know, he'll he'll remember forever. And so throwing a redshirt sophomore in there is going to be very different in Justin Tomlin. But, um, I mean, Tomlin, Tomlin almost knocked off a undefeated uh, Minnesota team at Minnesota last year. So, I mean, he – is able to do it, I think, when he, you know, is able to calm down and really, you know, work, he'll have another week of offense, you know, running the offense under, uh, you know, new offense coordinator, Doug Roos. So that'll be a lot cleaner, um, you know, in, in his handoffs and his pitches and his reads is everything at the time of everything. So it'll be a lot better, a lot cleaner game, hopefully, for Georgia Southern uh, than it was against, uh, uh, you know, this past FAU. weekend. So FAU, yeah. So yeah, yeah, then, yeah, then on defense, you know, Kendrick Duncan, safety. Uh, we don't know his status yet, but um, again, last week, you know, they had a couple of guys step up and were able to to you know hold down an FAU team, and, and only they didn't find the end zone once. So uh, you know, being I mean, App State's a different team than in Florida Atlantic, but uh, but I mean, they they've shown that that you know next man up mentality is still still ringing true in the Statesboro. It's a lot to ask um, when you, you're missing uh, guys that were the starters from the beginning of the season and now they're missing. And there's there's several, um, some due to uh, being charged on drug, uh, uh, being arrested on drug charges. They lost a uh, starting nose tackle. They lost a starting running back. They lost a, a backup linebacker. And, and then they had a, a backup cornerback who came back for the FAU game after sitting out a game uh, because he had a, just a misdemeanor uh, drug possession charge compared to the other guys had multiple charges. Uh, Ethan, what's the this 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 what what you mentioned? Some of the guys being hurt, some of the wide receivers uh, maybe being able to come back. What's this the uh, the health of the team right now? Yeah, App's been kind of lucky these these last couple weeks. They've come out of games pretty pretty unscathed. Um, you know, I mentioned 
most of the most of their notable big injuries were on the the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mentioned Thomas Hennigan. He's he's been playing this whole time, um, mm-hmm. dealing with. I think it's like a, a leg injury, um, and he's like gotten healthier over time. But just one of those instances where you know he's a tough dude that wants to keep playing, and and so he has. Um, you know, he was talking to a few of us media members, I want to say it was last week or a couple of weeks ago where he was kind of saying, yeah, you know, if I probably take a game off, maybe I come back healthier, but I knew this team needed me as much as I could, as much as I could give to them. Um, you know, Jalen Virgil, another one of those guys that was missing for a while. And I think now he's kind of rounding a little more into form. He's gotten a little more action here lately. Henry Pearson, a uh, really sure-handed tight end that's kind of gotten healthier since that season-opening injury that I talked about. Um, I think the big, the big difference from when the game would have happened in October to now is App State doesn't have Dietrich Harrington. They never, they never gave a, like a diagnosis of what his injury was, but he would, they said he was going to be gone for an extended period of time. Um, you know, I don't think he's coming back this week. That would really shock me if he was, but, uh, you know, I was, I was supposed to go to practice today, but they went indoors and when they go indoors in COVID, I I can't go watch practice, which is totally understandable, you know, but it's like, that would have been a, I would have had a little more, a little more, uh, info on that kind of, kind of going to practice today, but that's really the, the big guy that's missing, but they haven't had him for quite a few games now. Um, They've been working a, a true freshman running back into the rotation named Nate Noel, who is a fabulous runner um, at, at at a young age, and I think he's going to be a really good player for App State down the line. Um, just a just a really fun running back to to watch because he's kind of that smaller scat back type guy who has the pass catching ability when they try to try to get him the ball. So he's, he's fun. And I think you guys are like watching him play cause he's, he's a blast. So Ethan, you know, this week we were talking with, when we were talking with players and coaches and uh, fans and everything, you know, the, the upstate Georgia Southern rivalry is Georgia Southern's rivalry. Um, you know, they've, they've, they grew up together in FCS. They've, you know, competed for SoCon championships, competed for Sunbelt championships, competed for national championships. Um, you know, what is, what is the rivalry between Georgia Southern and App State mean to you and also, you know, to this, this team in this program? You know, t- to me, it's a blast. Like, I love rivalry games. Um, I especially love how, um, you know, it's such a cliche to say it, but, like, it's so unscripted, right? It doesn't really matter what's mm-hmm. going on with the teams at any given time. And I think that's what I've enjoyed so much about the, you know, the last two matchups is that, Georgia Southern has managed to find ways to to hit an App State team that was, by ranking wise, far superior right in the mouth, um, and that's what makes rivalries fun. Like teams teams lose when they shouldn't, some team wins when maybe they shouldn't. Um, that's what makes them fun for me. You know, I know I know that these seniors have hated the fact that the last few games have gone the way they have um, because. You know, we talked about Coastal earlier, but, you know, when 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 I look back on those two seasons and, and think about how different they could have been if one of those Georgia Southern games was a win, you know, you're talking about App State having a, a similar Coastal Carolina-like season. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem is I think, I think Coastal, you know, has this benefit of 
it being a weird year, some teams not playing. And again, kind of like I mentioned earlier, that magic of, you know, the right place, right time, taking care of your business. You know, that's what this Georgia Southern game has meant to these, to these seniors and to this football program the last two years. It's, it's, it, it's been the thing that is, has stopped them in their tracks of that, that rise and, you know, potentially getting to a, you know, New Year Six Bowl or, or you know, whatever that, that might have led to it if they would have won that game. So it's a big one for App. And Sean Clark, I mean, is an App State grad, former football player. This is a game that he looks forward to. You know, this is this is one that he's excited about. Um, so it's it's big. It's big on both sides, and that's why I love covering it because it's just a blast. Very well put, um, McLean. You've you've talked to players for years about their hatred of App State. Uh, we're running we're running uh, toward the end of the show, so I'll ask uh, both of you guys to um, to guess. I guess how you think it's going to go. Uh, certainly, the emotions will be high, and uh, playing at Paulson Stadium in Statesboro. Um, I know home field hasn't always meant everything, but I, I feel like for Georgia Southern, I think they've won 10 straight at home. I think that's probably maybe a little bit of an edge that they need, considering how everything else might be um, uh, leaning towards App State, different kind of categories that you're looking at, um, the state of the teams. Uh, but, uh, you know, Georgia Southern kind of uh, uh, played much better than expected uh, on defense, certainly last week, despite the the so many players being out. Um, well, how do you feel like this game's going to go this Saturday, uh, all things considered? And, and I guess if there's a crazy weather situation, throw that in there as well as one of the variables. You know, I think that um, I think I think one of the plagues of covering App State in the era that I have is like I almost always assume that they're probably going to come out with the win because that's just been what I've I've been accustomed to. Um, I say that to say. I think there's a little gunpowder in the stomach on this one because they've had some high expectations this year and some of those haven't been met. And while that might not be, you know, a ranking or what have you might not be as important to the football program as the, as much as the fan base, um, you know, those players wanted to play for another conference championship. They're not doing that. Um, And they're getting to close their season out with their rival after a game where they didn't have the best showing and it still came down to the wire anyways. Um, so I think, I think you want to go out with a bang and I think that's what App State tries to do here. I think that the, I, 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 like I said, I'm used to seeing App State win football games. Um, and I think this kind of adds up for them to try to put together a really good performance to end the season out with. I'm going to, I'm going to agree. Um, you know, I think, I mean, on the opposite side of, you know, what Ethan was saying about how he kind of expects uh, App State to win a lot, you know, I kind of go in, I've gone in the past two years thinking that George Southern's going to lose because, you know, App State has the better, uh, you know, record, has the better uh, ranking. You know, they, they've, they, before 2018, they had won like four in a row. So, I mean, they, uh, everything was leaning towards there. So, like last year, we didn't even send, when I was, you know, editor of the, uh, the Georgia Student newspaper, we didn't even send anybody to, Boone because we didn't have much of the budget, but we also, uh, you know, I, I, th- I thought it was going to be a blowout because they were going to try and get revenge. This year, I think it's going to be that revenge game where, you know, they've lost two in a row. Like, like you know, we said earlier about how it kind of kept them out of that New Year Six conversation, ruined a perfect season last year. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be a close game. Like, it's a rivalry game. It's a game that you know, this is probably a lot of these seniors, you know, last games in Paulson. You know, Rashad Bird, Raymond Johnson. 
uh, Todd Bradley, Drew Wilson. I mean, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, Darren Anderson on the outs. I mean, the list goes on and on about these guys, the senior class, um, who none of them have said they're coming back. None of them have said they're not coming back. But for the last time they're playing at Paulson, I think they're going to play super strong, super tight. And um, it's going to be close. Um, but I think App State is going to have that, you know, fourth quarter run that, uh, you know, George has been susceptible to uh, against, you know, teams, you know, like all four of their losses, frankly. I mean, it, the all four losses have come down to that fourth quarter and, and George Sutton's been on a losing end of all four. So, I mean, I think if App State's going to do it again and, and you know, send uh, – Send another loss, George Sutton's way, you know, seven and five regular season for the Eagles uh, heading into bowl season. Okay. Well, we're, it's time to wrap up the show. You guys uh, did tremendous as always. Ethan, thank you so much. That's your second appearance on the show. I think if you're on five times, you get a robe like Saturday Night Live hosts or something like that. Maybe a belt. <laughs> Maybe yourself for surviving being on a George Southern podcast uh, five times. We'll, we'll see. We'll get to that next season, I hope. Uh, Ethan, thanks very much for being on the show. McLean, thanks as always for co-hosting. Uh, we're taping this again just for context on Tuesday night. Uh, game is Saturday, and we'll be back next week to talk about the game and to uh, hopefully sort out the bowl situation for George Southern, App State, and all the uh, the Sunbelt Conference teams. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Georgia Southern Pod- Extra Podcast. Have a good night. Southern. Ass swing.